1: Thanks for joining us for the Jock to Jock podcast, sponsored by I'm On Communications. Experience the I'm On difference. I'm Brian Marshall from the Rock 108 Morning Show. I'll get the punter's perspective on Iowa football from Tori Taylor right after this. Three, two, one, and we're on. Today we're talking about I'm On. Yeah, you're on. I know I'm on. I need to talk about I'm On. Yeah, you're on. Why talk about it? No, that's in the script. I'm on. We know you're on. No, Iowa's most reliable internet. I'm on. Yes, you are on. Stay always on. You're on! Stay always on with Iowa's most reliable internet and get same day or next day installation guaranteed. I'm on.net. Oh, I'm on.net?
0: Why don't
1: you say so? Welcome to this week's Jock to Jock podcast. In our last episode, Tori talked about bringing one of the kid captains into the locker room after the win against Iowa State.
0: You know, obviously everyone was celebrating, and um, I was kind of over near the sideline and um, giving a few Iowa State fans a bit of grief on the way out, which obviously I like to do. I saw the kid captain, which I had no idea Niall was going to be there. You know, I was fortunate enough to meet him a few weeks ago at the kids' day. I kind of said to Logan Lee, "I said, oh, you think that I'll get in trouble like if I go grab Niall, the kid captain?" And I was just like, you know, what are what are they going to do? Like right. this, this would be a pretty fun moment, so. Yeah, kind of just ran over there, said to his dad, I was like, hey, is it, is it okay if I bring him in um, the locker room and he can celebrate with us? And he's like, yeah, yeah, of course, of course. And It was pretty, like, it was all such a cool moment for me. Like, because uh, you can tell how much it means to those little kids. Like, it was one of the, you could just tell.
1: And now the man who was announced as was Mr. Popular by the TV announcers, number nine, Tori Taylor. Welcome to the show.
0: Well, uh, that is me, but... um. I don't know about Mr. Popular. That's really just a matter of opinion. I'll leave that to everybody else. But my name is Tori Taylor. And as I say every week, Brian, it's an absolute pleasure.
1: Uh, until we get to Dumbass Adrongo, which is a little bit later in the show.
0: Yeah, well, you can F off when it gets to that. It's not a pleasure anymore.
1: That's <laughs> fair statement. How did you feel about your performance in the game against the Western Michigan Broncos?
0: Oh, that's what they called, is it? Yeah, right. It was kind of a tale through halves, really, you know, went in at halftime pretty happy with how it was going. And then that third punt, it's one of those ones that I didn't really hit a bad ball. The wind just kind of took it straight left. And I was like, oh, like, okay, that's a bit of a bummer, but like, did I really deserve that? But sometimes it's just you misjudge things and you know, I really I should have. When I went out there, I was like, oh, you know, what? I, I wish I went right here because I'd really be able to use the wind to my favor. Yeah, mistakes happened but and then the fourth ball just hit a little low. Didn't hit it the way I wanted to. So yeah, I'd say I kinda went at fifty percent, you know, two two good ones to start and I wouldn't say ones, but not so good ones to finish. But I was overall I was happy. It was kind of one of those things just good to get some confidence because I haven't really been performing to the level I wanted to be performing at from a yeah, just from an overall point of view.
1: Uh, you don't show a ton of emotion on the field, at least uh, that we see on camera. But I did see, I believe it was after second or third punt, probably the one you're talking about where the wind took it. They cut to you right after you're kind of running off the field and you go, kind of make one of those. Yeah. And I was like, I wonder wonder what he's got going on in his head right now.
0: Yeah, it's one of those things. I try and leave all the emotion on the field and then when I get to the sideline, it's like, I've got to go back to just doing what I do and get it out. And luckily... Every week, we got the sports psychologist, Carmen Tebby, who I chat to uh, quite regularly during the week. She's helped me a bunch, you know, whether it be personal football um, or anything like that. So it's always good just being able to talk to her on the sideline, and um, she helps me a lot. So yeah, it's been it's been great having her there.
1: You bring up somebody that not many people think about that's available to the team. You said the sports psychologist, is that right? Correct. Somebody that's available not only during games, but during practice or any time that you need?
0: Oh, it's more so you can obviously book a one-on-one appointment uh, with Carmen. A lot of guys do that during the week. I do that uh, twice a week just because I think it's really beneficial, more so just getting things. You know, Monday is kind of a day where it's like I reflect from the weekend, you know, like what thoughts were going through my mind during the game. Uh, What can I do a better job at uh, this week? And then I'll catch up with her again on Thursday. It's like, okay, how's the week gone? And then it's like, okay, what am I going to do this weekend that I didn't do last weekend? Or what am I going to improve on this weekend? And how can I, because it's funny, you know, people, I feel like there's kind of this misconception of what mental toughness is. You know, people think, oh, mental toughness is being able to put 600 pounds on your back and squat it and blah, blah, blah. And, run through a brick wall, but really, at the end of the day, it's just being able to choose your thoughts for a specific period of time. And I think that uh, that's one thing that I've really tried to work on this year. And Jason Baker, um, former punter here, which I'm sure the millions of listeners will know, uh, he's helped me a lot with that too, just making sure that you stand in the right frame of mind. And I think going, especially going into practice, I'd always, you know, I might get, I'll get ten. Reps in a period, right? The period would be six minutes on a Tuesday. And I'll get 10 reps, sometimes 12, sometimes eight, um, if we're moving a little slowly. And it's interesting. I'd always gone into it, going, all right, well, I've got a set of eight today. How can I, like, what can I do with it? Blah, blah, blah. Where he's like, well, no, you've actually really got eight sets of one or 10 sets of one. So it really kind of changes your outlook and things in the sense that, okay, if I hit a shit ball, which I do, which I'm sure everybody does, mm-hmm. you know, Cade throws a ball, Cooper will miss a tackle or, um, well, not everyone makes mistakes, but it's right, how can I quickly move on to the next? And there's really only that 10, 15 second period of time where it's like, okay, I've got to take a deep breath and then, yeah, just move on to that next ball. And I think one thing that I've, Tried to do a better job at this year is when I hit a good ball. It's like it's kind of like out on the golf course, you know. When you when you're playing well, you you, then you try that little bit harder and you you try to muscle one,
1: yeah,
0: and then you just hit it in the shit. Um, so it's one of those things that during the period is like, okay, how can I stay calm and just knock out nice balls like one after the other, one after the other. But when you start. Trying to like muscle them, and you're like, oh, you know, I've hit two or three good ones in a row. I'm just going to try that a little bit harder and do that a little bit better, and then before you know it, I've dropped it inside and um, haven't hit the the ball I wanted to. So that's been a really big uh, progressive step for me this year. Is just trying to break things up and really think one punt at a time and just be boring. You know, I feel like if I'm if I'm being boring and no one's talking about me, it's usually a good thing. As silly as that might sound.
1: The TV announcers, going back to what I talked about at the beginning of the episode, they called you Mr. Popular because when your name was called out, the stadium erupts because number nine is coming out from special teams. And I know you don't focus on that, and and you appreciate the adulation, but in this case, your family's back here stateside one more time. So now on top of the Iowa faithful and the black and gold, Now you got your family there, too. Does some of that weigh on you a little bit?
0: Oh, it certainly doesn't weigh on me or anything like that. It's always good when I get to hang out with them during the week, Uh, hang out with them with after games and things like that. But, no, it doesn't weigh on me or anything. I feel like it actually, if anything, it probably helps me. Um, But they don't really put any pressure on me or anything like that whatsoever. You know, I've kind of got my own expectations and things like that. And, you know, I didn't really have the, the best week last week from a practice point of view. Yeah, my mum and dad just kind of said, "Just go out there and you know do what you're good at, and you'll be fine." So, yeah, it's always it's always nice having them here.
1: Do your younger brother make it stateside again?
0: Yeah, yeah, he's here. he's yeah, he, he loves the games. Don't worry about that.
1: Well, the reason I'm asking is because last year he said he was the best punter in the family, and I, that's why I was kind of asking if there was any yeah, pressure. Yeah, he's still
0: <laughs> still rolling with that. Is he now? <sighs> yeah, I just tell him. Oh, he's still got a few years before he can back it up.
1: You mentioned it was kind of the tale of two halves, and you've mentioned before you're friends with Luke Lachey. When you saw Luke yeah. went down during the uh, the first half, what did that mean for you, and how did you process that as a teammate and as a friend of Luke?
0: Oh, I was absolutely devastated. Like I remember just running down there, and I'm just like, because I didn't know it was him at first, and I didn't realize it was that bad. Because you know, guys like go down like whether it be cramp or um they may have just like rolled their ankle or something like that and they'll get taped up and go back out there. But then when you see like other players like going like yo yo like come over, come over, that's when I was just like, Oh shit, this ain't good. Yeah, saw him after the after the game and yeah, it wasn't wasn't the greatest of moments. Um but he's been in great spirits. You know, he's kinda strolling around and getting around everybody and you wouldn't even know.
1: As it started to roll downhill, were you kind of breathing a little sigh of relief as as the point started to rack up a little bit more?
0: Oh, not. That's kind of an interesting question. It was it was really a bit of a strange game. You know, we weren't really moving the ball that well, um, but we were just kind of scoring, um, somehow, which is which is kind of strange because I feel like we've had games where it looks like we're moving the ball well, but we just can't score. But yeah, towards the end of the game, obviously, you could tell that we were. You know, people say it's not over until it's over, which is true. But when you're up by 20-something points with half a quarter to go, you're usually pretty confident. And, yeah, it was good to see some young kids get some game time too.
1: Now you're going out, and you've told me before that you enjoy playing on the road. Penn State's the next game. Big game atmosphere, nighttime game. What is it about that that gets you excited for this upcoming contest?
0: I just love big games. It means that just that little bit more, you know, and it's interesting you say that because um, these games, you know, Big Ten games are always close and, yeah, offense and defense is important. But really a lot of these games come down to special teams. So I love the fact that, you know, special teams is going to have a major impact on uh, who wins the game on Saturday and I love those games. But like, you can say every game's the same, but not every game is in front of 110,000 on national TV, like primetime matchup. Uh, so yeah, this one, yeah, this one means that a little bit more. And it's funny, uh, one of the first ever college football games I watched was I think 2017 when, uh, Penn state played Michigan in the whiteout, um, was it 17 or 18? It was one of those years. And I was just like, holy shit. Like, that's incredible. That'd be awesome to play in. And here we are.
1: How do you prepare for that many people getting and yelling at you?
0: Oh, I really love that aspect. I feel like it kind of makes you focus even that little bit more because you have to. Yeah, I'm just really excited to, to play in the game. But to answer your question, it's really one of those things that it's almost that full-on and loud that it's not even really a distraction anymore. It's really just all you know.
1: Any former players reaching out to you this week with any pieces of advice for uh, Penn State? Nah. Family going out to Happy Valley to see this game?
0: Yeah, they are. Yeah, <laughs> they're, um, they're flying into Pittsburgh and then driving. Oh, gosh. I've got six people coming, which is good.
1: And then, unfortunately, because it's such a late game, you're probably looking at a late departure and not getting back here to Iowa until late in the morning, heck, even the next day. Yeah, probably
0: 3, 4 a.m.
1: Land at the airport, then get shuttled back to your your space, and you probably won't walk in the door where you're at until almost 5 o'clock in the morning. Does that sound right?
0: Yeah, I'd say we'll arrive at the airport at about 3 a.m., like touchdown, and by the time you get off the bus i get off the plane on the buses and stuff um we'll probably get back three i'd say and i'll be asleep you know you never really get to sleep straight away but hopefully i'll be asleep by you know four thirty-five 35 o'clock
1: how long does it take you to come down from a big game like that when you're on the road
0: the plane trips a couple of hours so you kind of settle down and but you know when when you get a big win it's kind of hard Hard not to stay up and think about it. And the adrenaline's still going a bit, especially if we were to get the win out there. But, you know, football is just so tiring mentally. Uh, you know, I always sleep like a baby on a on a Saturday night, especially after a few brewskis at the local bars, you know?
1: There you go. You ready for Dumbass or Drongo here?
0: Oh, sure. Let's get it over and done with.
1: Okay. Two stories. One of these is going to be from America, the Dumbass. One of these is going to be from Australia, the Drongo. Listen to the story, a little bit about the headline, and then determine which is which. Uh, Bonus points will be awarded if you can tell me the state, uh, either in the United States or in Australia. City is also good for Australia as well. The first one, a 29-year-old man who was high on marijuana, LSD, and cocaine, tried scaling a fence surrounding a site of a new professional football stadium that's currently under construction. Police were called to rescue him from a hole that he got stuck in. Second story, Gigi said that she'd been in the middle of introducing herself when a man interrupted her mid-sentence. She was at a party and told her that she sounded really effing stupid because of her accent.
0: The second one's got to be Drongo, just because you really emphasize the swear word. You are correct. Let's go.
1: Interesting twist on this that I'll give you in a second. For an extra point, because you could double up your point total today. What city or state in australia is it
0: give me a clue i mean
1: you you probably know it pretty well
0: see that sarcasm it's not melbourne is it is that your final answer yeah it is that's correct oh let's go two out of two
1: on this second one what do you think you you think it's a dumbass all right yeah
0: uh i'll give you that and what city of the 50 something states (laughs) i have no idea brian like you got to you got to give me a clue when it comes to America.
1: Uh, well, it's a professional football stadium that is currently under construction.
0: Oh, it's professional football stadium. What's getting? What stadiums getting? Is Jacksonville getting a new stadium? That is oh, on Buffalo. The, that is correct. Let's go. Look at that. Yeah, I just I you, just remembered that that they're getting a new stadium.
1: The first story that was in Melbourne. Gigi was from Southern California. She went to a party and she was trying to introduce herself. And one of the dudes says, you sound effing stupid. The users (laughs) on her channel said they were divided over Gigi's accent. Some said that they are, that she sounded annoying (laughs) because. uh, Yeah, that sounds better, right? uh, We had to deal enough with American accents on TV. It sounds so weird hearing it in real life. Another wrote, people here hate American accents. Is this true?
0: Yeah, that is true. I tell people all the time, no, I don't want to offend too many people on this podcast, but <laughs> if Americans were to go to Australia, I don't know if they would be as well received as Australians that come here.
1: People, as soon as they hear you speak, it's like a magnet. They flock to you. Oh, where are you from?
0: Yeah. Whereas when Americans are in Australia, it's like, oh, get the hell out of here.
1: What is it specifically that makes that happen? Is it some of our. A
0: lot of Americans are quite entitled when they come to Australia. I mean But I'd say the majority of Irelands that went to Australia, they would be fine. Do I tell them I know Tori Taylor? <laughs> uh that wouldn't go very far in Australia. Okay. So.
1: Eight points now out of fifty two. Not bad at all. After you well, said
0: Well, it's really eight out of what? Uh out of fifty two. No, I know, but like how many points have I got left?
1: Uh, however many shows we have left. I didn't know that there was going to be math on this. My apologies. Oh, wow,
0: well, okay.
1: I'll have that for you the next time. Good. good. Uh, but the good news is you got not only where they were from, Dumbass or Drongo, but you also got the bonus points too.
0: Oh, no, I'm a genius.
1: Genius and headed to Penn State for this weekend. Give the audience one more time. They're looking for punting is winning or I cheer for the punter. Where can they find those t-shirts? Raygun
0: in store or the Raygun website.
1: Tori. Yeah. Thanks again, Mister Popular. I appreciate you being on this show. Oh,
0: don't say that anymore, please. No, Brian. As I always say, it's a pleasure. And it, really, the whole Dumbass and Drongo thing was a pleasure today because I won. Tori, have a wonderful week. You too. Thanks, Brian.
1: We'll recap the Penn State game next week and get a punter's perspective on how he did. And we'll see if Tori can continue his streak in Dumbass or Drongo. For Tori Taylor, I'm Brian Marshall from the Rock 108 Morning Show. We'll catch you next week and we're on. Today we're talking about I'm on. Yeah, you're on. I know I'm on. I need to talk about I'm on. Yeah, you're on. Why talk about it? No, that's in the script. I'm on. We know you're on. No, Iowa's most reliable internet. I'm on. Yes, you are on. Stay always on. You're on. Stay always on with Iowa's most reliable internet and get same day or next day installation guaranteed. I'm on.net. Oh, I'm on.net.
0: Why do not you
1: say so?